makes me like I always have to like burp right when I get started. It's the worst annoying thing in the world. Get it all out. My body is just like we're not doing this. Okay. Hey, bubbly. No, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> I, it would have been so funny to just love a huge burp as you were as you're going. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Hey, bubblies, and welcome to my streaming bubble, that little old podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen, and today I welcome back my little brother, Brian, to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Starring the incredible Michelle Yeoh, Kei Hoon Kwan, Stephanie Hsu, uh, and many others. It's currently available for rent or purchase, or you can check it out at your local library. So, <laughs> hi, Brian. How are you now? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me. I like the I like the uh, little shout out to the local library. <laughs> I see that hey. I see you. <laughs> I, I figured I can incorporate that into the yeah into the of intro. Course. Why not? Of course. So, all right. So this movie. Now we didn't really like plan on ever covering this. You had like texted me, I think, just to see if I had seen it yet. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I was like, "No, I haven't." But you want to do it for the pod? And you said, "Sure." So, was there any reason why you were like, "Yes, let's cover this movie," or you're just like? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I I like the movie. That's that, that's probably the reason. I mean, honestly, like we've we've talked in the past. I'm I'm sure if anyone has listened to our past episodes, which I hope there's not. <laughs> so so someone hasn't listened to me that often. But um I have trouble coming up with like what I'm watching because I I don't really watch new things very often. And um when I do, it's probably for the show, or if I'm rewatching something, it's for the show. Um, and this was one of the few movies that I, in general, I give most movies a pass, uh, except for what was the, I think X-Men Apocalypse or something. That movie was like <laughs> literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I was so let down by that one. But in general, I'll like watch a movie and be like, oh, like that's like, it's fine. Like, yeah. like I'll give it like everything's a seven in my book. Right. Um, and this was the first movie that I watched in a really long time where I was like, like people legitimately need to watch this. Not only... Not only did I find it entertaining, but I felt like it was a very profound movie that I felt like would help people who are going through things as as vague as that sounds, but just just in general, like it's a very, um, uh, it's a very, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. (laughs) It's, uh, well, that's, that's, that's all. That's, that's it. It's just a movie that I think people should be seeing. And that's why, that's why I brought it up. Well, I absolutely agree. I think everyone should watch this movie because I I fucking loved it. And when I first watched the previews, I was like, I, I was really excited to watch it. You know, wasn't sure when I'd get to it. And so when I finally sat down and watched it the other day, it did not disappoint. And I just, I loved it so much. So we'll go ahead and get right into it. So this is your spoiler warning and a brief synopsis of the movie. So on IMDb, it states an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. Uh, An alternate synopsis on IMDb at one point, I think when the movie was in pre-production or something, was woman tries to do her taxes. I just really love that. I love the oversimplification. (laughs) And mine is just Michelle Yeoh and Kei-hyun Kwan, Hugh Kwan, are amazing to watch in this wild-ass multiversal movie that's both touching and silly and beautiful to watch. So, 
so yeah, you know, I, um, any other general thoughts on the movie? You want to get a little deeper into how it can help people? Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at that. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess helping people isn't necessarily a thing, but it's, you know, we're, we're all, I guess what I was trying to say is we're all going through our own things. And sometimes I feel like often we watch, we watch shows and TV shows or we watch movies and TV shows to kind of like break away from life and like, and like have that have that moment where we don't think about things whereas like very seldom do i feel like there's a movie as impactful as this one that helps you sort of deal with some of those things that you're dealing with while also like entertaining you and like like making you laugh and stuff like that so like i guess that's what i'm trying to say is like there there's there's a little extra benefit with this one because you know you could watch like a what's that expendable you're gonna watch an expendable movie and just be like oh that was cool that brought value to my life for for this reason <laughs> But it's not gonna like help you repair your past uh, like issues with your with your parents or something right. like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas this one like really dives into it. So right. um, so I guess no general thoughts. I guess I just started to dive right right into it right away. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so what did you think of you know? And my general thoughts are just I just loved it. I I really loved uh, the story and these characters. And then just the special effects and how they did it as I was kind of reading about it and how they achieved a lot of the special effects, I think just makes this movie that much more amazing and I think exceptional in a way um, because it's not, it wasn't like a big team or anything or some big special effects production. It was some dudes that didn't go to school for it that just were like, yeah, we'll, we'll YouTube some tutorials. And I love that. I actually didn't know that. That's wild to me. I know. It's so cool. I, I think it's so great. Um, but yeah, I really like this movie. And oh God, your dog's tail was wagging in the background. It freaked me out for a second. I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> She's just listening. I'll ask her for her opinion later. Okay. Yeah. She sees me. She's like, it's Auntie Jen. <laughs> So, but yeah, and it's, so I, yeah, I, I think that this movie is also, like you said, it is entertaining, but there's, I think, things that people can take away from it. I think one of the big parts of the movie, too, was uh, when Waymond was, you know, just kindness. Stop with all of this kind of madness and everything and just kindness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the bigger, more maybe obvious themes of the movie. But I, I thought that was... A very good and something that's very much needs to be echoed just kind of yeah. this time so i totally agree and i think i think i think that definitely resonated we with me the most after the movie was sort of like like softening up like it's never like you know th there are certain situations where you have to you know maybe stick up for yourself or someone other someone else or something like that but in general like i i love i love that the movie was really preaching the like like kill him with kindness approach um and i also think there's like layers of that so like there's the overall kindness um and then there's also the like the whole like cultural thing about like men needing to be like needing to be like masculine they need to be aggressive they need to take charge and stuff mm -hmm. like that and i think i really appreciated like the movie exploring their relationship and the fact that like you know, like kindness isn't a weakness. Like, you right. know, you like, you know, so you hear like beta male and like all those like dumb like terms that people come up with now. <laughs> and it's just like, it just doesn't make sense because like that, like, it's just a different way of going about something. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. in most ways, it's a better way to go about things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, 
you know, and then we see that, you know, she gets, she's able to kind of, with the help of Alpha Waymond, she's able to tap into the other versions of her from all these different universes. And we only see glimpses. We only spend a little bit of time in just a handful of them. Um, but we kind of see little glimpses as she's flashing through them. Now, this multiverse is huge. What did you kind of think of like this multiverse of madness from hot dog fingers to being a rock? <laughs> I think it was fun. Like, I think like I didn't, I didn't read into it. You know, what's crazy is that there, there's so much going on about like different timelines and universes right now. Like it almost feels like the new zombies in a sense. Oh yeah. Like Good every point. single movie, all the Marvel movies, like, like Rick and Morty and, and like the, um, the Doctor Strange movie and all that, like everything seems to be dealing with multiple timelines, which is very fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot your question. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I had to look at the outline. I was like, God, I, what did I say? I know. Just you know, yeah, we just see all these, all these multiverses. Oh and, yeah, 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 hot dog I didn't, fingers. I didn't. And... What I was trying to say is, I didn't, I didn't break it down scientifically of like. Sure oh well if that happened then that should have happened in the other like i wasn't like i just accepted everything so there there could there might be things in there like people are like oh that part didn't make sense but i, I thought it was fun the only thing that i got confused on is like i know that there's like a certain action you have to do in order to in order to travel to a certain timeline mm -hmm. and it's usually like a like a really unique weird action so like mm -hmm what was the, there's a, there's a million of them. I'm sure we'll go into them, but don't you, I got a little confused at the end. Cause it seemed like they were kind of doing it willy nilly without like prompt of like, Oh, if you want to go to this universe and learn how to, um, how to do karate, you have to stick the stapler into your ear or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like at the beginning, like there were the people in the vans who were explaining, like, this is what you need to do to get the information you need. Mm -hmm. But then there was a point towards the end of the movie where like, there's that big fighting scene where she was basically just like doing weird shit to like, yeah. learn. like now she's like swinging the sign and all that stuff. And I was just like, was it, was it just like random? And she was like adapting to the situation or did she just like, have a handle on it at that point. I think it. I think it's a little bit of all of that. I think she, by that point, you know, because by the end, you know, it's kind of revealed that only, like, she's the only Evelyn that's kind of strong enough to try and stop, you know, quote, stop Jobu. So I right. think by this point, she's accepted all of that. And maybe just being stronger in that sense was allowed her to connect to the other, other universes very quickly, much like Jobu does. Um, mm. Uh, throughout so right, that right. was kind of my takeaway and then yeah everyone else that was fighting her they were still like the you know the alpha universe versions yeah and i yeah so yeah. but yeah they didn't really like focus a whole lot of that uh on that during like the big melee and stuff but yeah which is which is fine like again i don't think that was the point of the movie was yeah. to be like this is supposed to be a an accurate representation <laughs> of how you go from universe to universe like it's very much like tongue-in-cheek like, like oh yeah very very goofy and stuff like that i mean what what's not the love like i think what's great about the multiple universe uh thing that's going on right now or multiple timelines realities whatever you want to call it is like there's just so many possibilities that like you can do ideas like having hot dogs for fingers or like you know all the all these different things it's like it just gives the I think it gives the creators so much creative 
um, possibilities, like like all the different like flashbacks to the different times and like the cool shots they they did of her like showing her in like one place, but like showing all the different mm. like type like one was a cartoon and stuff mm. like that. It was just like it just makes for a very visually stunning and visually impressive impressive movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. So other kind of themes on this everything bagel, and I'm not going too much into the general synopsis. I think people can read it and watch the movie themselves. Um, so we're just kind of going to go through some of the different things that I picked up on. Um, if you've got anything you want to add, feel free to add, Brian. So uh, kind of one of the first things right away is fate. And Alpha Wayman tells Evelyn that this moment right now that when when alpha wayman is able to connect to evelyn and first kind of let her know all the insanity that's that's going on he's like every choice you have made has led you to this moment and so you get this sense of yeah there's fate maybe destiny involved in that even then all these other universes like fated to have hot you know evolve into hot dog fingers and stuff did you pick up on that or what are your kind of thoughts on that and just maybe fate in general as a concept oh you're making a face <laughs> well yeah that's it i mean it's interesting like there definitely is that i don't i don't dislike the theme of fate in shows or whatever or in a story like i think i think it makes sense i think i think in reality it wasn't it wasn't something that i picked up on I think purely from the standpoint of like, or not, not that I didn't pick up on, but it didn't resonate with me as much because I don't necessarily think that things are fate. I think things are typically um, a result of a bunch of actions that you've made or a bunch of things, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it is, it is all random at a certain point. And I think sometimes what we do is we, we sit in a moment and then look back and we, and we do backwards math of like, okay, I'm here. And so in order, in order for us to have met, then I had to meet this person and I do this thing. It's like, yeah, if you, if you look backwards, it, it looks like it was a plan, mm -hmm. but really it was just a, a series of actions that, that happened because of choices that you made that led you to a certain point. Um, the only thing I don't like about fate in general is just that I think there's an added expectation to it. It's like, it's like, oh, I was destined to do this, or it was my fate to do this. And then it's like, it makes it harder to, let's say you feel like you were destined to be a, a school teacher or something like that. And then like 15 years on the line, you're like, it doesn't feel like fate anymore. It actually feels like it's ruining my life currently <laughs> because I don't get paid enough yeah. and, and nobody cares about me, but I'm doing the most important job of all time. <laughs> and so do you, you get what I'm saying though? It's yeah. like, it's like sometimes like, like, I think it puts a little like extra expectation on it, but as far as entertainment and a story goes, like, I think it was, I don't have a problem with it in movies. Yeah. It was a long-winded way to say, like, I don't believe in fate. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What about you? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, I don't know. It's just, it. okay, so, like, fate and destiny as a whole, it's it's something that I, I go back, kind of back and forth on, and so that's a very Piscean thing for me because I just can't fucking make up my goddamn mind. I'm like, yes and no. But I feel like that, sometimes I feel like that, there are certain points in our lives that we have to hit kind of these fixed points that we will always get to kind of no matter what the path and what our choices are. So whether that's fate, sure, I guess you can call that fate or, or destiny, but I agree that I don't like the expectations that kind of comes with that. Like, Oh, I was supposed to go this route and end up here. 
you know, this is where I was meant to be. And yeah, that that's, but I guess it kind of just depends on what that, you know, what that end point is, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I think, I, I think I could, for a viewer, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I could say that it was fate for me to do this podcast by, you know, um, hating my job and quitting my job. And then, you know, not saying that it's a good thing, but, you know, COVID hit and that ended up, uh, that allowed me to have more time, obviously at home and more time with my kids. So there's all these like weird little things that you could say is fate or just based on what you believe. So that's my long winded answer of, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I, I picture it similar. Oh God. I hope I, I hope I don't offend people with this, but like, I picture it similar to like religion in the sense of like, you get what you get out of it like if it's a motivator if it's a motivator for you then great like if people can look at that uh, like let's say someone watches that movie and they're like you know what i'm a struggling artist i gave up on that years ago after watching this movie i believe in fate and i believe it's my fate to to be an artist it's like that's great if that's if that's if, like if that's what resonates to you and like that's what you pick up on it's just for me like i would say you're choosing to be an artist. Therefore you're going to put in the action in order to make that happen. Right. That, that, that's like, that's how my like robotic mind like goes through that. But like, I still think it's great if someone watches this and they take away, like I'm supposed to do something because it might've been the push that they needed to really like commit to a big change in their life that they wouldn't normally commit to. Right on. So I feel like we could spend another like hour going over fate and destiny and all the different ways that those can intertwine with each other and and what you believe in and not. But because but there's I'm a down. lot here. So you wanted to keep talking about it? Yeah, forever. You said and four, ever. <laughs> four more hours. Four more hours of just fate <laughs> and just re us. Let's just stop the podcast. Stop the recording. Let's just talk about it's, fate for eight hours. You know what? I think that's that was destined to happen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, all right, another kind of, another big theme in this movie was family. And my kind of takeaway from the family part was the expectations versus reality. Um, you know, Evelyn's expectations of Joy, Joy's expectations of Evelyn, Joy being Evelyn's daughter. Uh, Wayman and his life that Evelyn, and the life that Evelyn thought that they would have versus what they got. And even Evelyn's expectations of her father and how he, she's disappointed that he didn't try and stop her from running off with with Wayman, and and then his expectations of her of just kind of being like the good daughter and doing as she's as she's told, which I felt played into like the generational themes of expectations and and reality. So, what'd you think of that one? <laughs> Man, this one. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack with this one. I think. I I, I think it was. I think everything you said is accurate and I definitely picked up on those. I think, I think also just the idea of like perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, I think the whole idea of um, traveling to different realities and seeing different things, like, like, I think it was interesting. Like it makes sense that she would get to a point where she was able to sort of break out of, a lot of the bad like not bad, like a lot of the habits and like um i guess a lot like clearly a lot of her actions were because of the way that her father treat, treated her as she grew up and then likewise for her for her father you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so i think what i'm trying to say is i think having the perspective of seeing 
his his past and being able to see the future and all the different things that uh, Evelyn saw throughout the movie, I think it makes sense that at the end she realized like it was constantly asking the question of like why like why why is my life the way that it is? Why do I treat my daughter the way that I treat her? Why do I think about myself the way that I think of myself? Why do I think about my husband the way I think about my husband? And I think it's like it was definitely different. Like we don't have the luxury of doing that personally. Like we maybe just have to reflect or, or motivate or do a, go on a run or something like that. <laughs> she got to travel through time and see literally like live different lives. Um, but the, the biggest thing I picked up from the family part was just the fact of like, everyone's a product of their upbringing, no matter, no matter what, even, even if you've been able to get past a lot of your hangups and stuff like that. Um, if you've had a negative, negative aspects of your childhood, like it's still a big part of you. And I think there's a certain point where we have to, we, as the outsiders need to forgive people for their, um, for their flaws, because a lot of that is probably built up with the way that they were uh, treated as kids. And at the same time, I think we, as people need to individually take ownership of those things and really think about like, okay, I'm being a dick to my child. Why? Like, why, why am I being a dick to my child? Cause it's, it's obvious, right? Like she, she calls her daughter fat several times in the movie and like is very clearly like not um, like trying to hide her homosexuality and stuff like that. And it's just like realistically, like, like Evelyn knew that wasn't right. It's just, she got stuck in that state of mind, like that negative state of mind and not, not to give her an out or anything, but um, I just think it was interesting, like watching that full arc of her, like getting to forgiveness through all of that. Mm-hmm. Well said and ditto. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I really, that was really interesting to kind of watch unfold and then to see the different uh, family dynamics and everything and and how, you know, this kind of expectation versus reality touched on, you know, yeah, Evelyn and her father, Evelyn and, and her daughter, Evelyn and her husband, and even like what Evelyn perceived to be maybe an issue between her father and Joy, her daughter, and that her father wouldn't be accepting of of joy being a lesbian and everything. So, and just, yeah, getting stuck on those, on those hangups because yeah, I think a lot of how we are raised, these things that have been ingrained in us are, you know, the majority of our lives, especially into adulthood, it's hard to break that. So, I mean, I agree. It's not necessarily an excuse, but I think it's uh, insight and I think it's understandable and it is nice, obviously at the end of the movie that she's able to come around to that. And then, like you said, um, kind of just be open, forgiving and, and accepting. And then we see that her her dad was very open and accepting to Joy being a lesbian and Joy's girlfriend and everything. So that was really nice to see that even these older, gener- even that older generation of quote, stuck in their ways and, you know, of a, of a different time that he was even able to change. And again, maybe that is the perspective that he had through Alpha Gong Gong and mm. his super motorized wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, a big like transformer that I get. <laughs> <laughs> See, and then like there's just like all these silly moments just sprinkled throughout. And I think the movie yeah. does a really, really good job of balancing these kind of heavier themes with some of these very, very silly and outrageous moments. You know, we see yeah. two of these. Um, just random alpha fighter guys that in order for them to activate their 
jumping point or whatever it was called, they had to stick something in their butt. So they're fighting over sitting on a butt plug <laughs> and then they get it and then they're it's fighting. a good fight scene too it was a good fight scene it's a good fight get, scene they got things dangling out of their buttholes. yeah well yeah it's like the like the first guy they start fighting and then like she fights him off and he doesn't get to put it up his butt and then like she starts, <laughs> she starts fighting another guy and then uh, another guy comes in with a trophy up his butt already mm-hmm. and they start fighting and then the first guy that we thought was defeated comes back into the fight and now has something up his butt. And so yeah. there's two superpowered um, <laughs> dudes with things up their butt as a fight. It was just like, at the end of the fight, like obviously the fight ends with her ripping the things out of their out of their butts. Like it couldn't have ended it any other way. Yeah. Um, but yeah. just a perfect example of like the the darting between like serious and profound and just like mm-hmm. absurd and silly, which is like absolutely what I love about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. When she did that and she removed the uh, the things out of their butts, my one note is she sure did pull the plug on those two. Nice. Thanks. I'm real proud of that one. <laughs> you should be. I am. So uh, we talked a little bit about this already, but the themes of forgiveness, acceptance, acceptance and kindness. So we see uh, Evelyn is able to fight her way through these the alpha fighters by using kindness and more defensive deflecting kind of moves she brings two people together they kiss and now they're in love and and just kind of all these things which i really really liked that you know because when you've got these actiony bits yeah we want to see people get punched and thrown and kicked and it's really fun and knocked out and yada yada but then to win the fight by through through kindness through wayman's way I really, I really, really liked that. I, I just, yeah, that's what I got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll touch on that. Like, I, I think, I think there's definitely something to that as far as like things that you can take away and apply to your day-to-day life. It's like, it doesn't have to be as extreme as like, hell, what are some examples? Like there's one, the first, one of the first ones she does, she pulls two of them together, they kiss, and then they end up like being in love. There's another one where a guy clearly likes like, to be dominated in the bedroom mm-hmm. so she like spanks him and put her gag in and then like he, he's good to go and like all these all these different things they don't have to be that extreme obviously in our lives you know like we don't have to like buy a present for the person that we're arguing with but i do think that there's a little i think for me going forward like if someone says something that i don't like or like if there's some sort of um if there's some sort of like altercation with someone like coming in with a mindset of like trying to help mm-hmm. like like help the person understand your perspective help the per like help the person if you can like help them see things the way that you're seeing them and that that's not going to be through the means of like battling and arguing and 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 like being like cutting people down and stuff like that like the way you get people to change perspective or to look at things the way that you look at um is through like respect and kindness and like you know like having an open heart when you have those conversations so uh you know all that being said i'm not going to go up to a trumper and be like hey you're cool like you're great (laughs) and like like try to like build them up or anything like that's not necessarily the point the point is is like in my everyday life if i'm having issues with someone like coming in with a very like soft and open heart can be just as effective as like coming in like guns and blazing or is, is more yeah. effective than coming in like guns and blazing 
Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I think people are going to be more receptive to the kindness and and kind of having that understanding and keeping that open mind of, you know, everyone's going through some shit and let's just not be so quick to judge. And yeah, if someone's coming at you with some form in, in some aggressive way, what's the best way to counter that and not necessarily meet it force to force, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just, I like I said, I loved it. I just love that whole kind of concept. And then the way that they played it uh, with the fighting sequences. Yeah. Just amazing. So, yeah. Um, and and then just like the forgiveness and the forgiveness that we see with Evelyn and her daughter Joy slash Jobu, this omnipresent being that can be an ev- that can be everywhere all at once. And you know, eventually Jobu slash Joy decides that you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna go into the bagel. No one's seen this and is listening to this because I haven't <laughs> shit. it's gonna sound ridiculous. It's gonna be yeah. <laughs> Do if if you don't know what we're talking about, pause the podcast. Well, no, pa- pause it. Uh, hold on, don't pause it right now. Wait till I tell you what I'm going to say. <laughs> so I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. You're gonna go on IMDb or Wikipedia. You're gonna look up the synopsis, read up, and then you'll get an idea of what the bagel is. And then, and then you're gonna come back to the podcast. So yeah. do yeah. that now. And welcome back. <laughs> nice. See, there you go. That would be it's like a fun little like interactive thing for your podcast. Yeah. They'll, they'll love that. They'll they love will. That. Oh, the bubblies will just <laughs> pop over it. So, but yeah, just this uh so yeah, Joy decides, you know, she at first she wants like Evelyn to join her in the bagel. And because Evelyn's like the only other person that can see everything that that Jobu can see. And finally, Evelyn is almost just ready to let her go. And then she's like, you know what, though? Uh, even even though nothing matters, every little moment that we have together is what matters. And then kind of helps bring Joy back. And I think Joy slash Jobu even had a line at some point of, like, or maybe Eve- it was Evelyn, but pointing out the fact that Jobu still sought Evelyn. And Jobu is, is still Evelyn's daughter, from like the alpha universe that's what created jobu is she pushed alpha evelyn pushed alpha joy to the point where her mind was able to expand into all of this multiversal stuff so oh, i think i rambled uh-oh welcome to the club <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what podcasting is honestly pretty much <laughs> <laughs> if people are like I don't want to speak for your like your other episodes, but if people are tuning into this thinking that it's going to be a well-oiled machine, very organized, and like <laughs> thoughts are thoughts are all thought out from from my side, you are sorely mistaken. Oh, you sweet summer children. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so then yeah, one of them is like, well, I you still sought me out. I think Evelyn's like, well, you still were looking for me, yeah. and I was just like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry because that to me spoke to no matter how as an angsty teen or young adult and how much you try and push your the people that care about you away, you still want them to come after you and and all of that. So I really love that because then, yeah, it showed that Evelyn was not going to give up on her daughter Mm -hmm. and she will take all the good for even just the little sprinkle moments or I'm sorry, she take all the bad for those little moments of good and uh, 
happy times, laughter, good memories, karaoke, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I that one was I sat there and I'm like, I was cursing your name. I was like, that motherfucker, if he I makes know. me cry. <laughs> I know. I mean, I mean did, did you cry during this movie? I, I did not. But then I was You didn't cry? I, I did not. But oh, I was wow. like, oh, it was it was hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I almost had to step outside of myself so as not to get like too sucked in. Yeah, and I was, yeah. I was worried about that once we get started talking about it, my voice was going to do the breaking yeah, thing. Yeah. And so I get that. Well, I mean, Ooh, I, I I'd be lying. <laughs> I mean, okay, like like an Asian mother like that, like being an angsty teen, like I'd be lying if I didn't say, <laughs> like if I didn't think about like our lives and stuff like that a little bit. Like there's, there's, of course, there was that parallel when I was going through the movie. Um, yeah, I think exactly what you're saying is like so powerful, and I, I think like like the moment when they're like in the in the parking lot and everyone's basically like it's kind of like the final point where you're like oh she's gonna say like really nice things and she's like well no you're still fat um (laughs) you don't call me enough (laughs) and then women was like wait like let her finish (laughs) she she was like okay is this really what you meant to say oh but then like at the but after saying that she's like but even even though I think those things like there's still like I have profound love for you like I would never I like like there's no other moment that I'd rather be in there's no other person that I'd rather be with like and I think that was the thing is like accepting people's flaws but still but and like it's not like you have to agree with those you know what I mean it's not like if I don't like tattoos and you have a million tattoos it doesn't mean I have to get a million tattoos to be like wow your tattoos are really cool like I don't have to lie, but I also can still come into like our relationship with like love and kindness. Like that, that thing doesn't have to be, um, that doesn't have to be like the header of our story. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So I really appreciated that. The fact that like, and I'm sure, uh, I mean, again, I don't want to pry too much in your personal life, but like, like thinking about like you, you and, and, um, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> edit that out <laughs> edit that out uh like thinking relationship wise so like like you and tim there's probably certain things that like you don't see eye to eye on but there's also this like there's this like underlying love that's just like nah. yeah like we just don't see eye to eye on certain things we've talked about it it's fine like yeah. we don't have to let that dictate our relationship and our love for each other there's going to be this the, the, the love still has to be there. So that was really great to see. We actually share all interests That's and we've true. never disagreed or fought before. We guys share a lot of interests, <laughs> but I know, I know for a fact that that's true. Yeah, no, I definitely like the big difference there is like our taste in what we like to watch. So yeah. I've been lately bitching about him and his uh, love of the show Gold Rush and I can't yeah. fucking stand it. <laughs> yeah. But I also understand why he likes it, you know, it yeah. is so and he understands why I like the stuff that I like and that I'm nerdy about the stuff that I'm nerdy about. So, you know, he yeah, he doesn't agree with matching that energy or <laughs> getting that overly <laughs> excited about things. But, yeah. You know, he respects it. And I guess honest. you guys don't get mad about it. Like no, when you're trying no. to pick something to watch, like you're not like oh, he's picking something to watch. It's the third time in a row. And like, that could like, uh, like legitimately, like that could be something. But the what I would argue is like, if there's a couple that's going through that, 
that moment in itself isn't why they're having relationship issues. It's for something deeper than deeper. that. And so that that's yeah. what I'm trying to say is oh, like yeah. Evelyn being like, you're still fat. You need to call me more, but I absolutely, I love you so much. Like, like that's sort of like, that's the perfect first step, right? Like mm. you don't, you don't have to come but all like, the way over to their side. Why do the moms always got to lead with the, you're still fat or you're fat or you're, you're. <laughs> isn't it nice to see, but isn't it nice to see a movie where you're like, oh, all moms do that, huh? Oh It's yeah. not just, it's not just my mom that says that I have a fat face. It's, it's literally. <laughs> It's every, every mom. One of my favorites still is when mom told me I had to lose five pounds in my neck. I'm just like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how that's like, my face was fine. And everything yeah. else she basically, <laughs> she wants you to be a body with a floating head. She doesn't want any neck. Like a all. blow pop or something. I don't know, but don't it know was, it, it's still like one of my, it sums, it sums yeah. up mom. I think perfectly. My, my favorite show. was I, I would be just eating like a normal lunch, like a cold sandwich, let's say. And she'd be like, you never skip a meal. <laughs> I'd be like, mama me. I'm literally just eating like lunch. <laughs> like it would just be any, it wouldn't even be something extravagant. It'd literally just be a normal meal. She'd be like, we never skip a meal. Oh, I know. I know. And so then, okay, (laughs) like, according to this movie, you know, right away in the beginning, Joy tells her girlfriend that, like, yeah, my mom will say these kinds of things, but that means she cares. And I'm just like, why are we like this? Yeah. And so then it makes me wonder, okay, so mom tells you, like, you never miss a meal. It sounds so bad, but what do you think the kindness deep inside that (laughs) hard rock and (laughs) I mean, I think it's a stretch. Well, okay, the the cut... That you're I mean, healthy? if I were to say, if I were to say, like, to build a healthy habits, I think that's a little bit of a stretch for mom. <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think it's way off, but I don't think it was why she was thinking that way. I think she, I think it came from a standpoint of two things, and they're they're, they're sort of related. I hope <laughs> is that she's she's concerned about her, how people saw oh, yeah. us, her kids, yep. right? Yep. There's always so there's that, that aspect. But then I think there's also an aspect of like, she wants us to care about like how we are seen. And I think to a certain point, that's okay. There's also, a, there's a fine line too, though, of like, you don't want someone that's constantly worried about being fat and don't accept themselves for the way that they look. You know what I mean? Like, yep, that's yep. like, that's, that's, that's obviously like what moms push them to often. Like they're a little, they get, they're a little too extra with it. But I would argue that it's sort of like, like, take care of yourself, like, yeah. in a sense, but <laughs> in a very weird way, for very, sure. So that was, that I think we're giving her, okay? <laughs> I think we're giving her the benefit of the doubt for sure. But, um, but uh, well, she, this movie just kind of made me, you know, it's reexamine some of those, those moments, you know, yeah. like the, I need to lose five pounds in my neck that's a lot of weight in a neck it's too much weight you'd be dead she literally was wishing you to be dead no but 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 just to get just to get back on it which it's it's funny because the discussion of this movie is very similar to the movie you see us Mm -hmm. bouncing back and forth between talking about profound things and and having laughs getting back to it like watching the movie like thinking back like i didn't really get a ton of I didn't get a really ton of context about mom's upbringing. Like I understand, I, I knew like general things, but in general, like our parents didn't talk a, a lot about that kind of stuff. And so I think seeing what she, what Evelyn went through in the movie with her father and stuff, like 
I'm sure that was very similar to what our mom went through. Right. And so, so a lot of the behaviors that we saw, a lot of the things that didn't quite sync up, like, again, not, not to give anyone an out, but it's also like, there, there is a reason, there's a reason why she was treated that way. And why, why not a reason why she was treated that way. There's a reason why she like reacts that way. And Mm -hmm. like, and had those types of behaviors. And so um, for me, it gave me like a, a better understanding of like, she, you know, she had her faults, but a lot of those like what if she grew up in a family that was like super open and loving and like was super like emotionally aware which is like would probably be really difficult in a small town mm-hmm. korea during that time you know what yeah. i mean it's yeah. like like how many people like we all have the benefit of the internet and like now therapy is becoming a bigger thing it's like they didn't they didn't give a fuck about therapy back those days like oh god like, no yeah so like like imagine going through all of your issues now like that you've gone through throughout your life and then not having anything to cope with it's like i'd be batshit crazy too like my yeah. mom you know what i mean like <laughs> i'd be insane as well so it's like again oh, it just really does like get perspective on that for sure yeah yeah absolutely so whew, all right made it through that part without crying yay me <laughs> <laughs> i try not to get too deep into it i try not to like because i don't know how much like do you talk about in general do you talk about your personal life very often in this podcast i i guess whatever is relevant that happens to come up i don't go you yeah. know it's not that kind like, of tier, podcast tier. so yeah 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 well but, how it is this yeah. episode is i guess <laughs> Yep, it's it's the Ross Kids therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it vague though, because I I assume I'm I assume there's a lot of listeners that have one had their mom call them fat, or something, and two yeah. went through some sort of like rebellious like goth phase at a certain point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that's all that's all of us to a certain extent. So it's like it, it's all stuff that everyone's gone through. Like, I think you know. so. I think people, I think because there's a lot of themes in this movie, a lot of toppings on this bagel. I think there's something that's going to speak to everybody kind of on that deeper level, you know? Yeah. We're, we're in it for the kind of the gags, the fight fight scenes, um, Wayman and his fanny pack fight scene, which was fucking awesome. Yeah. I was just like, damn, go data. And it was just so <laughs> great to see. Yeah. So I, yeah, this movie is amazing. Now, one of the other themes in this, you know, kind of definitely where Jobu was coming from was that, what's the point? Like, very emo goth, yeah. Like, nothing matters in the grand scheme of things because you do one thing and it takes, it, its place is taken in another universe or, or whatever, something like that. So, that was kind of bleak. <laughs> that felt very, like, angsty goth teenager kind of, Yeah. you know, uh, nothing matters everything sucks and then we die so but they really didn't like move away from that you know they didn't come back at the end to say like oh it all matters it's still like no it really doesn't matter but just enjoy what you've got while you've got it Mm -hmm. what did you think of that did you pick up on that at all yeah and i'm wondering if i again i'm wondering if i like am viewing this through a biased lens because I, I kind of come from the school of thought of nothing matters, not from a negative standpoint of like, I should be able to go and like murder people and like do all like, like vote Republican and stuff. Like, I'd never do any of those heinous acts. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, oh God. <laughs> Edit that part out too. Um, <laughs> That'll Actually, like no, keep, no, keep it in. I want people to hear that. Keep that. In. Um, no, but, but 
I've, I've heard people debate this and like talk about like, okay, well, if nothing matters, then like, why don't you do whatever? It's like, for me, it's, that's not the point. I like the idea that nothing matters because it's, it takes the pressure off of things, mm -hmm. right? Like there's yep. not as much yep. expectation. And I think we can still agree that like kindness and love is still a, um, something that we should work towards. It makes us feel good. It makes other people feel good. So just because we don't have something like, let's say like me saying nothing matters is also kind of saying like, there's no heaven essentially. Like there's no, there's no real point. There's no like scorecard that we're keeping right. until the very end. And just because I don't believe that there's not a heaven or something along, along those lines, doesn't mean that like exactly what you said. It's like, it's like appreciate the things that you have, appreciate that you're a living being and that you get to have the big experiences that you have and all that stuff. And you get to learn and develop and stuff like that. It's like, um, so did I, so did I take that away from the movie? I don't know if I did just purely from the standpoint of like, I just truly believe it. Nothing matters. So maybe like, it just wasn't a theme that I was like super it just kind of tuned into, I guess. I was like probably forced. I think I was thinking more about the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was probably thinking about the other aspects, but I, I appreciate you going through some of these themes just because like, they're not necessarily the ones that I like tuned in on necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, we're not like Christian religion or, you know, organized religion in that sense, you know, Timmy's a self-proclaimed atheist and I'm kind of more a child of the universe. Like, you know, it's more of a universal thing and not necessarily a God thing. And then, you know, whatever we can split hairs on that another time. Um, but I agree that, yeah, there's no, I don't know that heaven exists. I don't know that hell exists. I don't know that there's a purgatory. I'd like to think in reincarnation, I come back as maybe a dog and get belly rubs, but really we don't know. And without like, we just, we don't know. And I agree that since we don't know, we shouldn't focus the time that we have here worrying about making sure we're doing good so that we are rewarded later. We should just do good because that's what you fucking do. God mm. damn it. You just be a decent human being. So, yeah. you know, just in that sense, like just nothing matters in that, like we're not going to be rewarded or penalized for our choices. Boy, well, I know oh, the face I'll make when I'm wrong. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so for me, it kind of, it really just kind of helped, I guess, reinforce that. Um, yeah. yeah, we we don't know what's going to happen when we die, when we leave this plane and maybe enter another plane or whatever. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So just make the best of it now. Yeah. Even if you are being audited, find the joy in that. Right. So yeah, you, you I to take I, cookies I, to, <laughs> to Jamie Lee Curtis. You get to meet Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> he's so, she's so great. I'm so, oh, she's amazing I was so happy this. to see her in it. And she was just so like perfect for the role. I'm like, I don't know. It was, it was, it was awesome to see her. Mm -hmm. She really played, I mean, she played the character like amazingly, like really, like really let her like, like, oh. like not tucking in at all. And just like, oh, yeah. like had crumbs and just was like, like, <laughs> I don't know. She was just, she was perfect. Um, she was great. The, the nothing matters for the thing. The, the other thing I want to say is like, and this is, this is because of me is like, I started talking about the scope of like, okay, if nothing matters then how do we treat each other? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, that is one part. It's like, whatever we, you can talk about debate, debate that as much as you want. I think another thing you can take away from thinking about things in terms of like that, nothing matters in life 
is also forgiving yourself for those small things, right? Like there's a, there's a smaller, like there's a smaller individual part of this where it's like, you know, that, that meeting that you had yesterday, when you said uh, something stupid and embarrassing, like you don't have to beat yourself up about it It, at the grant and the grand scheme of things, like it doesn't matter. Right. Right. And so I think, I think people lose sight of that when they hear some of us that say like nothing matters as like, we're being super negative. It's like, no, that's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. In fact, the opposite, like, I think there's a certain amount of kindness that you can give yourself and you can like lower your expectations of things because nothing matters. And you can, you can, again, you can forgive yourself. You can forgive others for those, those little things like that. That's, that's the point to it. So, um, and it just kind of echoes. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So it just kind of echoes like that saying that, uh, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff. Yeah. So, which I've always really liked as well. So, yeah. Um, there, and I feel like there's definitely more themes in, in that we could go into, but that's just kind of what popped into my in my head when I was doing up the the outline. So, was there anything else that maybe you picked up on, or you wanted to expand on a little bit more? Not hot dog fingers. No, not expand on. <laughs> we can definitely talk about hot dog fingers. <laughs> No, I think, I think you brought up the really big ones. And I think even the one that I said, like, I didn't really like focus on during the movie. Like now that we're talking about, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a really big theme in there. I think there's other things. I I think in general, the, the thing that I really appreciated was all the, all the different, like the growth of all the different relationships. Like you, like you see, like you see Evelyn and herself, you see Evelyn and Wayman's and their relationship you see Evelyn and her daughter, you see Evelyn and her father, like you see all these connections that they spend, they spend time and address each one of them, like very deliberately. Mm-hmm. And so all that to say is like, I think for anyone, there's something to take out of the movie because whether it's dealing with your partner or dealing with a sibling or dealing with your child or dealing with uh, some Karen at work, like, like it explores all these different relationships and like uh, all the different facets of those relationships. So I think there's, even though there's not another theme that I would want to bring up, I would say, I would echo what you were saying is like, there's probably a million other themes in there that, that I think people would enjoy seeing. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, all right. Well, I want to just kind of touch on the special effects real quick. As I said, it stated early, and this is from IMDB. That's where I get all my fun facts and trivia. Um, so according to IMDB, all the visual effects for this film was done by nine people, including the two directors, with the majority of the shots being done by a core group of five people. None of the FX team went to school for FX. They were all friends who taught themselves with tutorials they found online for free. Suck it, Marvel. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. So, and there's a couple more uh, on IMDB about how some of the effects some of the shots were done like within the camera itself while filming and not done so much like in post so there's a lot of like really interesting stuff out there if you're uh, into that you know uh, special effects and all of that or just fun facts so but that one i thought was just amazing i thought it was very cool because this movie is visually just a joy to watch it's it's so it's so pretty such a pretty movie. It's so thin mm-hmm. and pretty. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as I said, um, Kehu Kwan did most of his own stunts during the Fanny Pack fight, though Andy Lee stood in for him in a few cases and then face swapping technology 
uh, put Quan's face on Lee's body. So I thought that's, I was so blown away by that when he like started whipping the the fanny pack around like nunchucks mm -hmm. and everything. I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. So it was, it was so, it's so great to see uh, Kei Hu Quan kind of just back in acting and some of the stuff that I had seen online that he went he didn't really pursue acting after a certain age or at, you know, at a certain point, cause he didn't think there'd be roles for him or someone like him, something along those lines where mm -hmm. for whatever reason, he just kind of felt discouraged. So I'm, I'm glad that he's in this leading role. I thought he was amazing. I thought he played Waymond beautifully and just kind of that sweetness, that silliness, you know, he's going around putting googly eyes on everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought he was, I thought he was perfect for it. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't I don't know anyone else that could have done Wayman like that. It seems like he's playing himself. You know what Almost, I mean? Like, yeah. like you get like you get a feeling and like, that's the cliche thing is like, like, that's what you do when you act is like you're you're drawing on something from the inside. But like this character literally seems like if 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 Wayman is not like that in real life. Like he's the best actor of all time. You right. know what I mean? And, and that's not to say that if he is that he's a bad actor, but it's just like he played it so naturally that you're like, yes. oh, he's probably, he like, he's definitely like that in, in real life. And I, I think there was a bit of that with all the characters, it seems like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they, I, yep. they all sort of played the part really well. So I just, it was, I loved that. It was so great to see. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this all up. So with some stray bubbles, um, this is just kind of where we get a chance to bring up anything that we didn't get to earlier. Uh, one couple of things that I've got on here, first of all, is Rekakuni. So I fucking loved that because Ratatouille so is like one of my all time favorite Disney it's so movies. Good. Yeah, it's like such a perfect reference. It was so good. I loved it so much. And it was just like even when Evelyn's first trying to describe like Ratatouille and she's mispronouncing it and saying Rekakuni. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because anytime Evelyn maybe mispronounced something, it, it, she was almost immediately dismissed by her daughter of yeah. like, Ugh. and it was, that was kind of an odd moment where as an adult now kind of reflecting back, I was like, Oh, I was, I was definitely a joy in those. In, <laughs> not a joy, <laughs> yeah. but I was that character in those moments. So, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good ass point. Actually. I didn't think about that. Like the amount of times like our mom would say something wrong, be like, oh, mom, you're so stupid. And then just like walk away. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And there's a, like, I can very seldom think of moments where I was like, that's okay, mom. Like that's a normal, that's a normal, like English is your second language. Like yeah. that, that makes sense that you would mess it up. Like we didn't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. like, that, no. That's actually something that's like, uh, I never picked up on that. Yeah. Yeah. We were assholes, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um <laughs> So, yeah, when she was first describing, trying to describe Ratatouille and it was coming out Rakakuni, you were just like, oh, that's kind of silly and whatever. And then there's a Rakakuni universe. And I was like, I love this fucking movie so, so much. Um, another one of my notes was uh, one of the customers of the laundromat that they own. Is that Detective Crashmore, a.k.a. Santa? It was definitely Detective Crashmore. Oh. And that took me out of it immediately when I was watching the movie. It was like... <laughs> I was like, hey, he's from that show, that stupid show that I really like. <laughs> I, I agree. It kind of took me out of it. And maybe for a split second, I'm like, so how seriously am I supposed to take this movie <laughs> yeah. now? But um, he's like, honestly, like, he's the perfect character for that. Like, he's like, like just this, like, 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 
homely looking like yeah yeah just some dude, dude that, that's in a laundromat like yeah, it was perfect perfect that, that knows the dance sequence to whatever movie they had playing where yeah. he and he and wayman could reenact the whole dance sequence which i thought was so silly i loved so it so funny. much <laughs> um let's see and so okay so this one also got i got from imdb and I was just kind of curious as to what your take on it. So the character of Big Nose, played by Jenny Slate, I love her, by the way, uh, received some criticism for how for playing into Jewish stereotypes. According to the film directors, it was a reference to how white people are sometimes referred to as Big Nose in Chinese culture, only to later realize how it could be misinterpreted. In response, the filmmakers had the character's name changed to Dog Mom for the digital and home video release. So when I came across that, I, I, you know, I wanted to add it and get your take on it because I found it a little bit interesting in that while I understand the criticism, it completely makes sense during my watch. I didn't really, I didn't pick up on that. You know what I mean? It was more of how the directors, of what the director's intentions were. Did you have anything, have a kind of moment like that? Or were you just like, it's a movie? I didn't. I mean, I I think I think for me, I just immediately recognized her from like Parks and Rec and stuff. So I, I immediately started thinking about like, um, oh, what what's the what's the name of that character, that Ben Schwartz plays? Um, Jean Ralphio. Jean Ralphio. Yeah, I, I immediately started worst. thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I immediately started thinking of that. Um, and I just know her from like other comedy things. So like, I I wasn't. The big nose thing was more for me, like, like. I'm used to it now, but I'm like, I immediately was like, oh, it's so interesting that like move like you audition for something and they're like, just so you know, we're gonna make fun of your big nose exactly. in the movie. But that's the thing, is like they they accept it. Like they're they're like right. it's a part of the like she gets casted for certain things like that. Like it's not a big deal. So that's that's where my mind was. It wasn't like um like anything like playing into stereotypes or anything. Mm -hmm. I don't I, I don't have a, a ton to say to it like obviously like I understand people that would be sensitive to that I understand why they'd be sensitive to it I think their explanation of the fact that like like culturally that's how they talk about like white people I think that are Americans in general like I think that makes sense I think I think uh yeah so I, I don't I don't really know like um yeah, I was kind of blindsided when I read that in the yep. notes because I was like, I, I didn't even like consider that. So it's not, I think it's one of those things that if they had, if they had that feedback earlier on, they probably would have like been able to take it out or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think it's like super egregious that it's in the movie. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it's the type of awareness that we need to have, but I just don't know. Like, if it's the end of the world, right? Like right, if it's like, yeah. if it was really like, I think there's a difference of calling a character that has objectively a larger nose to call her big nose from a character that is clearly like, she's she's like not super stoked about her life. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, 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 I personally don't think it was like meant to be a stereotype. Oh no. And so no. that's why I think it's like, maybe not as big of a deal to me. See, and I, I think it's more of a stereotype on how Chinese culture people view white people Americans. Yeah. And but I mean, like I said, I completely understand the criticism. It's you know, it obviously wasn't a problem for them to change the character's name from 
you know, just big nose to dog mom. <laughs> and she uses her dog in the fighting sequence. Holy shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And yeah, I left it in the notes uh, to give you some time to kind of sit on that in case you hadn't mm-hmm. really read into that. But I couldn't help but wonder, too. It's like when when Jenny Slate auditioned for it, was this part how was this part labeled as? Was it Dog Mom or Big Nose? And I know she does a lot of comedy and everything, and she seems like she's got, you know, can be pretty chill about some stuff and maybe didn't read into it that way. But mm-hmm. it, it just always makes me curious when people are auditioning for a part or get a part that's only referred to by some sort of physical feature. Yeah. So I always just assume that the person is just a badass, like, yeah. or just in general, because there's like, like I know what my like I have very distinct features like you know what I mean like I have a pretty flat face and like a very like my jaw jaw protrudes out if I was an actor and I could make money off of the fact that I do this cameo and they're like whoa look at the jaw on that kid or something like that <laughs> I feel like yeah like I like I, do I know I have a jaw like that like I, I'm not gonna deny that you know what I mean so right. I think I think there's a I think sometimes we project our own insecurities and be like, oh my God, like there's no way that I let someone like say that, you know, talk about like my, I can't even think of, I'm so bad at riffing right now. I can't even think of <laughs> anything about like, um, I don't know. I think, I think, I don't think people understand how thick skinned actors and actresses have to be, especially ones that have to like audition for roles and stuff yeah. like that. Like I would, I wonder how much she was paid, like whatever she made got to be in a big movie obviously she, i'm not saying like she's like us but like she got she got paid she got to be in a big movie like mm-hmm. you she got to have call a me whatever. fight scene yeah like you call me whatever you want dog. yeah it's a job whatever yeah. so i don't know yeah. it's very very fascinating and it's interesting to be on not necessarily the other side of like a racial issue but it's like very often we're the ones bringing up like oh this is very racially like um insensitive and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's interesting being on the other side it's like there's a part of me that's kind of like well that's how it feels yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> now you know <laughs> there's a million of these about asian people in the movie so if you're gonna like be loud and proud about this like also go through all those movies where like you're getting white people to play asian people or mm-hmm. like like look at breakfast and tiffany's and stuff like oh, that God. but yeah. um but we, we don't need to go there i just i think i think it's valid and i think I think I it doesn't seem like there's any malice. No, no, it. absolutely not. No, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to like talk shit or anything like that. It was just something that hadn't crossed my mind. So I it just to bring it up for discussion and maybe a better perspective. So, you know, for sure. All right. And one other note, little note that I have is uh, the working title and slash how this movie was referred to during pre-production was quote bubbles uh the daniels talked about it during a letterbox podcast that uh since they had a huge mural with references references to all universes and bubbles and how everything bubbles up together it became the way they referred to the film and i only threw that in there because of the reference to bubbles in the name of this podcast so i mean i was gonna say that would have been perfect if think if they wouldn't have i think the name of the movie is perfect mm-hmm. but imagine if they it was named bubbles and we covered it on your podcast <gasps> it would just be Perfect. That would have been a huge. You probably would have been like number. You would have passed like Mark Marin for like most popular. <laughs> Is he even right. popular anymore? I have no idea. Maybe that's maybe are my podcast podcast references getting outdated now? I'm like, 
is Mark Marin still a good guy? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I don't oh, you're know sounding anymore. old. You're sounding like you're catching the olds. I'm getting old. And then just the last thing was the paper cuts. Wayman had to give himself a paper cut. That was the weird thing to initiate his little kick-ass moment. And he does so by giving himself paper cuts in between the fingers and just like slicing. Oh my God, that was one of the hardest scenes to watch. Yeah. When he had to keep trying, right? Like there was a couple times where it seemed like he didn't get the cut. And so he had to like go over the same spot. I was like, yeah. It was very much like that, that feeling of like in the horror movie when you're trying to get away and you get to the car, but you drop the keys or that the car isn't turning over him trying to get the the four paper cuts or whatever, because there was a specific number he had to achieve right a paper yeah. cut so i love that they kind of did a little twist on that like little trope you know with the with the paper cut specifically mm-hmm. so all right well we will go ahead and move on to the six degrees of nicholas cage for this movie everything everywhere all at once where we get to a nick flick in six steps or less so did you do it brian did you get there i did and okay. i did all the homework ahead of time versus last time where i just um struggled through it <laughs> but you did so i have job. this all memorized now but i'll pretend like i'm coming up with it on on the fly well and that's the thing is that i <laughs> i want to make sure people have time to do this it's not something you're expected to do on the fly so yeah because that just creates awkward silence that i have to edit out and that's more work for me mm. okay go ahead <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to make i was trying to make awkward silence okay <laughs> you are awkward silence. detective crashmore i don't remember oh Biff Whiff is his real name. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is his fucking name? His name is Biff Whiff. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> That's his name? It is. That's incredible. Oh my God, he's my favorite now. Okay. <laughs> now I do what was now. I'll forever remember his name. Biff Whiff is in the movie who plays Detective Crashmore. <laughs> and so I think you should leave, created by <laughs> Tim Robinson. Per uh, go back into the the vault or the archive and you'll you'll hear our episode. Second most popular episode. Take that, Mark Marin. Okay, so <laughs> Biff So Biff Whiff is in this movie. He's also in So I think you should leave. Um, Adam Sandberg, Andy Sandberg, sorry, <laughs> Adam. Andy Sandberg is also in So I Think You Should Leave, and who was also a cast member on Saturday Night Live. On Saturday Night Live, he also worked with John Mulaney, who was a writer on Saturday Night Live as well. However, how does John Mulaney relate to Nicolas Cage? What, what possible movie could they have worked on together? Oh, maybe the best movie of all time, Spider-Verse. They both nice. did a voice. Uh, it was, uh, what is it? Uh, spider Ham and Spider Pig and um, uh, Spider Noir. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, which are like, they were so good in that. So, oh, um, perfect. That's what it is. Threw in a little, threw in a little, so I think you should leave in there, you good know, job. threw in a little Spider Man. Uh, I think I did pretty well. If you I did very good. Stuff. See, see what you can do when you've got the time to prepare and, and to Google all the things and have yeah, 14 tabs of IMDb up. It took me a sec. I would be lying. It took me a second. Because the, the thing is, is like, I feel like there are certain movies that are like ins for him. Like, I bet I bet I could have, I bet, um, 
I bet Jamie Lee Curtis and Nicolas Cage have been in a movie together. I couldn't think of one, but I was like, you could probably do it in one, honestly. I couldn't think of, I, I did try, I, I've got three of them and I did yeah. try uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, but I was very intent on, um, on how I wanted to go about it and kind of yeah. which one I wanted to end up on. Like, did you start with Biff with like mine? I did not start with Biff Oh, Whiff, interesting. So. All right. Well, here's what I've got. So the first one that I have, I used Kei Hu Kwan, who plays Waymond in this movie. As we know, he was in The Goonies as Data uh, with Mar Martha Plimpton, who played Steph. And she was in the movie 200 Cigarettes and uh, with Dave Chappelle as the disco cabbie, who was then in Con Air with Nicolas Cage. That's a good one. That's sneaky. Yeah. So another one, I wanted to end up, I wanted to use Meryl Streep. I wanted to end up on adaptation and I mm. got there. So let's see. Uh oh, this one's all jumbled up. Okay. So, oh God. Um, okay. So like Michelle Yeoh and James Hong have both done voices in the Kung Fu Panda universe. <laughs> nice. You're and, reaching deep for this one. Yep. And uh, so Michelle Yeoh, she does the voice of Soothsayer in Kung Fu Panda 2. And James Hong does the voice of Mr. Ping in all three movies. Dustin Hoffman does the voice of Shifu. And then he was in Kramer versus Kramer with Meryl Streep, who was then in, adapt in adaptation with Nicolas Cage. The third one I have. Oh. <laughs> this one I wanted to do via animation. Um, while I was going down the Kung Fu Panda rabbit hole, I was like, I wonder if I can get there, do all the steps, animated movies. So again, James Hong um, as Gong Gong in this movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, does the voice of Mr. Ping in Kung Fu Panda 3, specifically 3, because Brian Cranston does the voice of Lee, the character Lee. Who, and he also happened to be on an animated TV series called Supermansion, playing Titanium Rex. And also doing a voice in that series was Chris Pine as Dr. Diviso, uh, who was the voice of Peter Parker A in the Spider-Verse. Nice. Interesting, interesting thing. You could also still go the, so I think you should leave route and end up at, uh, oh, what was the one you said? Um Supermansion. Uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Oh, Brian Cranston. So you could do you could do Biff Whiff to so I think you should leave. <laughs> Bob Bob Odenkirk is also in that show. Mm -hmm. Bob Odenkirk, obviously, with Brian Cranston and um and whatever that show is oh, called. Yeah, That's yeah. Apparently that one, that one that really small that show. That one show I can't remember the one about drugs. <laughs> or something I think like anyone that. watched it. Uh that was good though. Those are those were solid ones. There's a really yeah, I, I almost went down the Bob Bob Odenkirk. But it was like, I was getting into like really obscure because I was trying to get to John Mulaney and I was like, they've all done like these really weird like podcasts together and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't want to get too obscure. So I try <laughs> to keep it with like normal things. But um, there's definitely some interesting connections with this one. Oh, yeah, there's I, I think there's a lot. So these are always fun to do. I always get a kick and I try to challenge myself, like I said, to just going like animated movies. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Brian, even though you don't get around to watching a lot of TV, <laughs> has there been anything else that you have watched um, or revisited or rewatching? I'm a Comfort. little in a lull now. 
I just finished, I think, season four of Rick and Morty purely because I think the next season's coming out on Hulu soon. So I just wanted to be caught up on that. Um, I keep getting these like, oh, you know what? I'm going through all of the Marvel movies with my girlfriend right now. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So are you going? In we haven't movies? made it very far. We've only gone through the first two. We're going through. We're going through chronologically okay. by like the story. Yeah. So we started with uh, Captain America. Yep. Just did Miss Marvel. I don't remember what's up next, but oh, Miss Marvel! I loved that. That was so good. Or yeah. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Because I was like, damn, you're working the shows in. No, 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 Captain Marvel. Y'all are gonna be doing that shit till you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take forever. Oh, what was the, um, I will give a shout out. I think since the last time we recorded, what was the, what's the show on, uh, it's a Marvel cartoon show that is like, what if? yeah, what if, mm-hmm. what if was so, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I talked with a few friends and they're like, oh, there are a few episodes that are a little boring, which I, I guess I understand some of them were a little slow, but like in general, I just thought it was really well done and super yeah. fun to watch. Like it, it was a really cool concept. So I'll give a shout out to what if. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed what if as well. And then just kind of how that still works, uh, kind of where we're at now with the MCU, you know, multiverse and, Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So cool. Cool. Well, you guys enjoy your Marvel binge. That's thank you. It's, 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 uh, quite the undertaking, but also kind of fun though. Yeah. So I I like an excuse to watch those. I I love the, I love the Marvel movies. Yeah. Same Z's. So uh, let's see, not what has been streaming in my bubble. I had pod prep, so I was watching White Collar for that, and then I recorded the episode for another podcast uh, last night, and it was the first time I'd watched the series, and yeah, it's all right. It's good. You'll just have to listen to the uh, It's a Fandom Thing podcast when her episode on that drops White Collar, so make sure you're following It's a Fandom Thing. Nice. Thanks. So, but otherwise, other than that, um, well, I think today I, I released an episode about what has been streaming in, mob, in my bubble. So in there, I kind of touch on Only Murders in the Building, um, just a handful of shows that I have watched in the last few weeks. Uh, Love, Death, Robot, season three on Netflix, um, some other stuff. I can't remember right now, and I don't have my notes of that in front of me. So It sounds like you have quite a bit that you're going through, so. Yeah, and I still have not started the Sandman, so I want to I want to get that watch that and then before I move on to my next set of pod prep. So hopefully I can get that all done and before my next recordings. So yeah. Oh, it's busy. Oh, it's busy over there. Oh yeah. Yeah, so much TV to it's watch, so little time. Yeah, no. So. Do you do you follow those um those other podcasts where it's like i feel like a lot of comedy podcasts are doing those shows where they watch something for the first time so like uh is it the newcomers is that the one with lauren lapkus i can't i can't remember but it seems like more and more there's like celebrities like doing similar things but it's the first time watching through like a like star wars or like the marvel movies or something but well i think there's a few i know that there's a few indie podcasts that kind of go along that route of Hmm. someone's a first time watcher or, you know, or just the whole team is a is first time watching something. So mm-hmm. I listen to more. I don't get a lot of just kind of listening time, whether it's podcast or audiobooks lately. So another reason why I'm excited for school to start and the kids get out of the house is so I have a bit more of that kind of time to 
to get my listens in, but when I do listen to podcasts, it's been mostly indie podcasts. So I've gotcha. kind of cool moved away a bit from the the bigger named ones. Yeah, but yeah, heck yeah, so. support support the smaller uh, content creators. It's great. Fuck yeah. So <laughs> that was weird. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So I think that's going to do it for us today. So thank you, Brian, for being so tolerable and joining me this afternoon. And thank you, Bubblies, for listening today. Or, yeah, today, whatever. <laughs> no, this oh, day whatever. Is. Yeah. I was like, wait, what day? No, it doesn't matter what day. It's still a day. <laughs> Change it. Okay. So here's what you do you, you release three different episodes. One is uh, you'll say today, the other one you'll say this morning. And then the other one you'll say tonight and then you release the different ones. Mm -hmm. And then, so the listener will pick at what time they're watching it. So then at the end of this, it's, it's personalized to the time that they're listening. It's like alternate endings. It's so cool. But way lamer. Yeah. <laughs> way lamer. <laughs> way fucking lamer. Absolutely no change in content whatsoever. <laughs> it's just that last Yeah, you're bit. right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Valid feedback. So, <laughs> all right. But yes, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Bubblies. Thanks and keep streaming. Me. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. If you're enjoying the pod, be sure to let me know by rating and reviewing on a podcast player near you. And since sharing is caring, be sure to share your favorite episodes with your friends, family, mail carrier, everyone. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at StreamingBubble. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as MyStreamingBubble. And if you have any recommendations for what should be streaming in the bubble next, or you want to be tolerated, send an email to mystreamingbubble at gmail.com. If you want to show your love and support for this little old podcast in monetary form, search My Streaming Bubble over at buymeacoffee.com and buy me a cheese wedge or two. And if you want to take that love and support to the next level, head over to Redbubble where you can find and buy My Streaming Bubble merch from the logo to quotes from episodes with funny little pictures to go with it. All monetary support goes right back into the podcast from new recording equipment to night cheese. Thanks for all your support and keep streaming.